And those of you who know Chris, just a powerhouse, a man who travels the world, seeing supernatural miracles, breaking people's lives open and hearts open for God. We didn't know at the time we announced it that he would only be landing at 8 o'clock this morning all the way from California. <laughs> and so after, I don't know, 20 hours of flying or something, Audrey managed to get him straight through customs, made it on time. Thank you, Audrey. Um, but just an incredible impartation. Those of you that don't know Chris's ministry, um, Chris was out, what, about seven years ago? We did a whole lot of work on the campuses, walked with him through Rosebank, just watching him target people, read their life story, release miracles, release healings. Who Do you want to know this Jesus who just healed you? I mean, just an incredible grace on his life. He's been uh, outreach pastor for Bethel Church in Redding, California for many years. And God is moving him and his wife into a new season. He'll share a bit more about that called Compassion to Action. And uh, just incredible. Portland, Oregon can be a move there. And stadium revivals are going to come forth. And So, Chris, we're just blessed to have you this morning. We are so grateful. Open your hearts for something powerful. Chris is not your average speaker. He's going to blast into your heart and release an anointing that you are going to be changed forever. Amen. So, Lord, bless this mighty man. Well, I am so honored to be with you guys this morning. You guys doing well this morning? Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, I know the Holy Spirit's going to do some powerful things this morning. I want to introduce my wife. Uh, this is my lovely wife, Stephanie. And um, we will be married uh, 10 years on the 21st of June. And uh, we, we have a, a wonderful marriage. And together we have a little girl. And she's three years old. And her name is Brielle Shalom. This is our little princess. And uh, Brielle, uh, here's God, and I'll often ask Brielle, uh, what should I preach about? Now, she's three years old, and uh, I'll say, Brielle, what should I preach about? And she'll look at me, and she'll say, Daddy, you preach Jesus. Uh, so I actually only have one message, and it's Jesus Christ, okay? And, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be doing something, and, and she'll, because we have routines. A lot of times, uh, I, I will, I'll just get her up in the morning, and we'll just uh, hang out together. She'll read her little Bible. I'll read my Bible. And. Uh, and so one day, you know, I came home and, and she said, Daddy, you read your Bible. And uh, she also said, Daddy, you go pray. And how many people know that uh, it's wonderful to be able to see your kids, uh, you know, loving Jesus Christ? And how many people know that they, they don't have to be older to, to know Jesus and to love Jesus really well? And they, they can be loving Jesus at three years old. And, you know, my little girl, uh, she's three years old. She'll play games. Like, she'll, she has an incredible imagination. And how many people know that God gave them an imagination? She has this incredible imagination. Well, she'll go into our office, and she'll act like she's talking to the neighbor about Jesus. She'll pretend that she's talking to the neighbors about Jesus. And, and so that's my little girl. And, uh, and uh, we, we just, we, we're so blessed to be able to have a wonderful girl named Brielle. Uh, my wife, uh, we, we uh, recently, God has uh, called us to transition. We're being sent out from Bethel. And, uh, and we're uh, moving outside of the Portland, Washington area, Portland, Oregon. So we're moving to Washington. And we're being sent out this June, um, the, the third week of June, uh, to uh, Portland, Oregon area. And, uh, you know, I'm going to show a video in a little bit uh, before I do that. Let me give you a little bit of context. Uh, before the Lord began to show me stadium seating events across America, he first did a surrender in my heart and my life. Yeah. 
and it came through my wife. My wife expressed a desire uh, to move, to be close to family, and uh, which is in the Vancouver, Washington area where she's originally from. And uh, so I surrendered, and it took me about eight months uh, to give up my control to be able to say, okay, God, I don't understand what you want to do up there. There's nothing up there that I want to be a part of, uh, literally at the time. And uh, in fact, I don't like the weather up there. It rains a lot. And... Uh, I said, Lord, I do not want to move there. But God has a way of getting our attention and, and causing us really to trust him and to really put our faith in him. He knows what he's doing. So uh, fast forward, you know, I, he took me through a season of just stripping everything away, my, my, my ego, everything, and uh, my dependencies. And, and he took me to a place of just trusting in him. And, and from that, he, he birthed our ministry called Compassion to Action. So our ministry is called Compassion Action. And um, and we have such a passion to be able to reach people in universities. In fact, uh, Andrew and Carol were instrumental in planting a seed in my heart about reaching universities. And they, they don't know this completely, but, you know, when we came here years ago to do ministry training on the university, we were training, equipping students, uh, you know, God planted a seed in my heart. I remember uh, speaking to one of the pastors here in South Africa, and, and I said, hey, you know, you guys should do something in America, you know, do you university stuff in America as well. And I'm telling him what he should be doing, but God's trying to get my attention and say, actually, it's you that should be doing it. And so we're doing a lot of uh, university stuff. We hit this year alone, we hit around 42 universities in America. We sent teams out. We were in Harvard and uh, we had uh, ministries, uh, ministry team in Harvard and uh, ministering on the campus there. And, uh, you know, and uh, I think it was uh, three weeks ago. No, I'm sorry. Four weeks ago, we saw around 100 people uh, get saved on universities, just all over different universities. So we're very honored. And I want to show a video. I want to show a discipleship video. Uh, we created an app recently called Your Way, and it's just one word. It's a free app, and uh, you can download it. It's available on Android, iPhone. and uh, But we wanted to create an app that would help young people, after they get saved, get discipled. And and so I personally led thousands of people to the Lord, and after an encounter of leading this young man to the Lord, I said, God, what can I do to be more effective in discipleship? Now, I'm a disciple maker. I love spending time with people. I love disciple people, but uh, I, I, I asked the Lord, I said, God, what can I do to be more effective? And he gave me this strategic idea of creating videos, and uh, and through our team, we, we got together, and we said, well, let's create an app. So we created an app. I want to show you a video. Why don't you show that video? So uh, after every video, we've got uh, material on there to be able to help the new believer, and that's called Sons and Daughters. And in that video, he was communicating that he didn't know what it was like to have a father in his life. But when he met Jesus Christ, Jesus became his father. And, uh, and so every new believer needs to know how significant they are, that they're a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ, and, and that God only has the best for them. So on the app, we have uh, many different videos, and behind every video, there's also uh, some literature to be able to help that new believer. There's a Bible study on there. And uh, so it's a free resource for, for anyone and everyone to be able to use. Um, I, I want to show another video. It, and uh, this, this video is about uh, what God has placed in our heart for America, stadium seating events across America. And then I'm going to share something uh, that the Lord placed on my heart for you uh, this morning. And, uh, you know, we believe with all of our heart that God is on the move. And we're on a search and rescue mission. 
and our search and rescue is for souls you know and when we only have one life to live we live in such a way that it makes sense in the light of eternity and with that we rally around the cross of Jesus Christ and as we do may our prayer be my life for the gospel you know, I love South Africa very much. I've been here around 30 times. And uh, historical things have happened in my own heart and my own life being here in South Africa. I personally received impartation from South Africa. As I've come here, I've grown in uh, incredible ways. God has touched my heart. And, uh, and the people of South Africa, I love very dearly. There's a, there's a close place in my heart uh, for individuals in South Africa. And I, I, uh, I was thinking about um, South Africa as I was flying in. I was thinking about the encounters that I've had here and incredible miracle signs and wonders that I've seen take place here. And uh, I want to just talk about a few things that I've seen take place here. And my whole heart's desire this morning is to be able to stir up the faith that God has already placed inside of you. I believe that every single believer is called to demonstrate the power of Jesus Christ. I believe young and old are called by Christ Jesus, by the Spirit of the Lord, to represent him wherever he goes. I remember being in one of your famous stores, Pick and Pay. I love Pick and Pay. It's the famous store. And uh, I'm going through Pick and Pay. I've got a team, and I remember bringing teams here to South Africa many years ago. In fact, I, I believe taking uh, one of the first uh, teams uh, from Bethel Church to South Africa. And, uh, and one of these trips, it was probably about uh, maybe 10 or more years ago, uh, we were going through South Africa, had a team with me, and there was probably around 20, and uh, how many people know that when you're taking teams of young people that are full of the fire of God, it is very difficult to herd them back together, especially when you release them to pray for people. It's very difficult, okay? I'm just going to set the record straight. And so I've got 20 young people absolutely on fire for Jesus Christ, and, and I give them a time limit. I said, guys, we've got 10 minutes in this grocery store called pick and pay get your stuff let's meet back in the vehicle in 10 minutes because we've got to go to a church service and just a little bit and uh and so everyone goes to the 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 store you know picking out stuff and uh and this one young lady she walks by a gentleman and she has a sense that as she walks by that he has problems in his shoulders so there's just a sense by the holy spirit word of knowledge and uh, so she stops and she says, excuse me, sir, uh, do you have any pain in your shoulder? And he says, yes. And she says, well, do you mind if I pray for you? And, and he, he lets her pray for her. The power of God comes on his shoulder. He's touched by God. And, uh, and he says, hey, can you come to my orphanage? And uh, can you come and bring your team to my orphanage? And she says, I don't know if I can do that. Let me talk to my leader. So uh, after she said that, I come around the corner and she introduces me to this gentleman. Little did I know that he's actually the manager of the grocery store. He asked us if we could come to uh, his orphanage. And, and I said, well, I don't know, but if you can get a card, uh, we'll, we'll be in contact with you. See if we can. So he goes to get his card. When he gets his card, he's walking back. And I have this idea, this random idea. And by the way, a lot of your random ideas are God speaking to you. A lot of times we think that God, we're, when we hear God, it's just like this audible voice or so waiting for the audible voice of the Lord. Uh, but that's not how God always speaks. God speaks in many different ways. And a lot of times it's just a quick impression. And we have to be quick to obey his, that impression. So I have this quick impression. I wonder if he would give me the microphone, like the microphone that I have in my hand right now, in pick and pay. Yes. 
Random thought. It was not premeditated. It was just a random thought. And so he came back and I said, excuse me, do you mind if I just greet everyone here and pick and pay and let them know that we have a team here from America, that we love uh, South Africa so very much, and maybe I can just share a little bit about my story and just greet people. And he said, oh, that would be great. And, and uh, so he introduces me on the microphone in pick and pay, and he gives me the microphone. And I start preaching Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. I say something like this. Hi, guys. My name is uh, Chris Overstreet, and I brought a team here from America. We love you guys so very much. And at 18 years old, I was dead. Now, that got their attention. <laughs> I was dead, but I came alive. 18 years old, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and he has changed my life forever. And I said, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity right here and now to commit your life to Jesus Christ. And I just start preaching Jesus Christ to them, his death and his resurrection. And then I give an opportunity for them to be able to receive Jesus in the grocery store. And hands are up everywhere, giving, and, they're, and they're shouting the name of Jesus in pick and pay where 20 individuals give their life to Jesus. I said, you know, I brought a ministry team here, and if you got pain in your body, we'd love to be able to pray for you right now. And uh, so after you get your groceries, just come on up here right now, and we'll pray for you. <laughs> so uh, individuals start coming forward after they get their groceries, and uh, that day, 80 people received a miracle in their body. And then we saw uh, another 20 people give their heart to Jesus Christ. One of those miracles was through a word of knowledge. One of our team members named Angelo had a word of knowledge, and he said this. He said, is there someone here that has a deaf ear? Now, he's announcing this in the grocery store. Yes. Does anyone here have a deaf ear? God wants to heal you. The manager says this. Actually, that's one of my employees. He can't hear you. He's in the back. So they go get him, and, uh, and Angelo and a couple other individuals pray for him. The power of God comes on him, and he's completely healed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That day, there was 80 people that got healed, 40 people that got saved. I remember one of the encounters that I had here in South Africa. It was in Durban. I was going through the airport of Durban, and, uh, and as I was going through the airport, I, I saw this man. He had, a, he, had a, he had a cane, walking cane, and, uh, and all of a sudden, I felt this overwhelming sense of faith come upon me that he was going to get healed. So there's a difference between the measure of faith and the gift of faith. The measure of faith is the faith that you possess right now. According to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says that all of us have faith. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, Christ lives inside of you, you have faith. But the gift of faith is perfect. It lacks nothing. All it sees is the end result. And when the gift of faith comes, it's a gift. You don't earn it. You don't beg for it. It's a gift. When it comes, all you see is the end result through faith. And, uh, and so I see this man, he's got a, he's got a, a, a walking stick, and, and uh, I approached him, had a, a, had a friend with me who was a pastor, and we uh, explained how I, I wanted to be able to pray for him, and it comes to find out that he was shot in the neck, and it, it paralyzed the right side of his body.
I said, the Lord wants to touch you right now. He wants to heal you. When we pray for him, the power of God came on him right then and there. And he began to feel noticeable difference in his body. We pray again. Instantly healed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He puts his cane away and he starts walking completely fine on his own in the airport. And uh, three days later, we fly out of Durban Airport. We see this man. He's walking completely fine. And he sees us. We make eye contact. He gathers other people. And he says, it was those guys that prayed for me. And I was healed. So we got to pray for them. And the power of God came. I remember being in the mall in Durban. And while we were in the mall in Durban, I was in this uh, particular grocery store. And, uh, and while we were there, as it was coming through the line, my wife and I were coming through the line getting our stuff. There was this young lady behind the counter. And, uh, and I felt the presence of God just come right then and there. And, and I said, is there any pain in your body right now? And she said, yes. I said, I believe the Lord wants to heal you right now. And all we did in that moment, the gift of faith came on us as well in that moment. And the reason why I'm saying this is I believe that the gift of faith is coming on many of you this morning. I believe power is going to be released through your life. I believe miracles, signs, and wonders is going to be released through your life. So we stretched out our hand to that woman. Power of God came upon her. She was instantly healed. And I said, have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And she says, well, I've been baptized in water. And I said, that's wonderful. That's good. You're a believer in Jesus. She says, yes. I said, well, there's another baptism. And it's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you right now. And she begins to weep and cry as we begin to speak to her. She talks to her manager and she says, can I just have a little bit of break? And she takes a break. She follows us over there and we pray for her. The power of God comes on her. She's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Fire of God comes upon her. She receives her prayer language and God marks her life. I believe that God wants to mark people's life this morning. Recently, I was in the... Um, I was outside of uh, Portland, Oregon, and I was uh, speaking at this uh, small congregation. And as I was speaking, uh, right prior to me speaking, I, I looked out into the crowd, and there was around, you know, 150, 200 people there. And, uh, and I began to look around, and I had this random thought. God speaks to random thoughts. This was the thought. What if everyone here shared the gospel every day? What if every person, young and old, shared the gospel? Took my phone out, began to do the math. 200 people there. 365 days out of the year. Just beginning to calculate. What if 200 people shared the gospel every single day? And as I pulled my phone out and did the math, that's over 70,000 people that would hear the gospel. Just if 200 people shared the gospel every day. Stopped and interacted with someone. Shared the gospel. Maybe prayed for someone. Then I was so inspired. I was like, God, this is, this is amazing. This is incredible. And I felt the Lord give me a word for the church. So I stood up and I, and I just began to share on how I felt the Lord share, showed me something and how he's giving an invitation for every one of us to share the gospel every single day. So I give an opportunity and I said, if you feel like God is prompting your heart to be a believer that would share your faith, to be a believer that would communicate what God has done in your heart and your life, whether it's just talking to a stranger and saying, hey, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. 
or just mentioning the name of Jesus as you're out and about and just telling someone how Jesus has changed your life. Could be that you're engaging someone for maybe 10 seconds. It might be longer. But just putting the name of Jesus on your mouth on a daily basis. And I said, if you feel that God is prompting you in your heart, young and old, to make a commitment that every single day you would do that, stand to your feet. Well, I, well this is what I, okay, you're, you're, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Okay, you're ready to go. Awesome. I love it. We'll give you an opportunity in just a bit. So, so people all over the place, they made, they made a commitment. One lady... She's around 57 years old. She came to me the next morning. I was speaking at another church the next morning. She said, Chris, last night I made the commitment to share my faith. Now, this was a little risky for her because she's never done this before. She was stepping up for the very first time, and she would never say that she had a bold personality, that she was, you know, that she would do this. This was new for her. How many people know that in order for you to go somewhere you've never been before, you've got to step out of the boat? You've got to do something that is not your norm to go to the place where you feel like God is calling you to go. I remember the very first time that I shared my faith, it was through a Christian t-shirt. I put a Christian t-shirt on it, and I was so afraid to wear a Christian t-shirt. But the more that I obediently obeyed the voice of the Lord the more breakthrough that I sensed in my life. The more steps of faith that I took, I found that I was growing more. And, you know, God looks at our heart. He looks at the steps of obedience. Now, if you ask me, hey, Chris, are, are you intimidated to wear a Christian t-shirt? I would say no. But, but in the beginning, I was extremely intimidated to wear a Christian t-shirt. I was extremely intimidated to be able to share my faith. But God knew how to get me out of my comfort zone. And faith grows when we're faithful with the faith that God gave us. So she's, she's saying to me, she says, Chris, uh, I made the commitment last night. And, um, and this morning, I, I shared my faith for the very first time at a gas station. She said, on her way to church, she said, this morning I, I shared my faith for the very first time. She said, Chris, this has been a very emotional week for me. I said, tell me more. What do you mean? She said, I had a personal friend of mine that I knew was not a Christian that recently just passed away in a car accident this week. And my family knew her for years. None of us ever shared Jesus with her. None of us ever took the time to be able to share Jesus with her. And she said this, Chris, your message revealed eternity to me, revealed the importance of sharing our faith, eternity. She's weeping and crying. She's sharing it with me that now she realizes the importance of sharing what God has done in her life. See, God doesn't look for professional speakers. God doesn't look for people that have it all together in communicating. God doesn't look for people that have polished messages. He looks for hearts that are willing and sincere. All he does is look at the hearts. And if he can find one heart that has a yes... He'll find an individual that will change the course of history. This morning, I'm looking for the hearts that will just say yes, because I believe the power of God is going to come in such a mighty way. I believe that there is a revival that can be sparked through each and every one of your lives. I was speaking at a church, a, a small little church with uh, some young people, and, uh, 
And as I'm speaking, this one young lady, I could feel the fire of God, uh, you know, touched down on her life. And God touched her life. And uh, she came back to me years later. I totally forgot about that meeting. And she said, Chris, you remember when you came to Michigan and you spoke at that small youth group? I said, yeah. She said, well, God touched my life that day. And since then, I have personally led 3,000 people to the Lord. 3,000 people to the Lord. Something happened inside of her. There was a deposit of faith that came inside of her. And in that moment, she knew that she had to be faithful with the faith that God gave her. Faith sees from heaven's perspective. Uh, we're going to look at a couple different passages in the Bible here. And, and then we're going to pray. And um, I know that the Lord is going to do something wonderful in hearts this morning. Why don't you turn to your Bibles to Isaiah 55. We're going to start in verse 10, and we're going to jump around uh, to a few different passages. Verse 10, it says this, For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy. I'm prophesying over every single person today. You're going to go out with joy. You're going to go out with joy. You're not going to go out with grief. You're going to go out with joy. For you shall go out with joy and be led with peace. You know, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but a power. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So you should go out with joy, be led with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth in the singing before you. And all the trees of the fields shall clap their hands. I believe that there's great rejoicing that is going to take place today because of the response in the hearts. Now turn over to your Bible to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 verse 16. We have an incredible passage here. And it reveals how God calls individuals like you and I and how there's always a response. God calls people and then there's always a response. I remember when God called me, he spoke to me. He spoke to me to follow him and to begin to share my faith. And I have to be honest with you. I was afraid. I was like Gideon, shaking thinking about, well, what if nothing happens? What if I'm rejected? What if? You know, there's a lot of what ifs that try to stop people. There's the what ifs in life that try to prevent people. And sometimes our imagination, our, our mind, draws up these pictures that try to make us defeated already. And God says, will you just trust me? Will you obey me? Will you hold my hand? Watch what I'll do in your life and through your life. So I had to come, I had to overcome a lot of what ifs. And my question is, what are the what ifs in your life that the Spirit of God is going to help you overcome today by His Spirit? Mark chapter 1, verse 16, it says this, and, and as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, 
and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little bit further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Here's Jesus. He says a couple different phrases, but they just weren't phrases. Because on his words were spirit. And his words brought life. And he says this to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Over the last 18 months of my life, the voice of the Lord has come to me. And in the midst of the voice of the Lord, fear has also tried to come to me. God says, Chris, I want you to do this. I want you to trust me. And uh, my circumstances around me says, I am afraid, God. What if I obey you and nothing happens? 2016, before the vision came, in October, I was wrestling with God, and God got me to a place where I would surrender and say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will trust you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I think it's very interesting here that Jesus speaks and says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. You don't become fishers of men on your strength. You become fishers of men on his strength. You don't do what he's called you to do in your strength. You do what he's called you to do in his strength through grace. And it's the grace of God that empowers us to become everything that we're called to do and to be. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. This morning, I believe that there was a quickening in the spirit. There's an immediately that's going to take place. There's immediately impartation by the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to come on people's hearts and lives. They'll be able to say, immediately I will respond. Immediately I will do what God is calling me to do. Immediately I will step out of the boat. Immediately I will walk in a path that I've never walked before because I trust in you. Faith sees from heaven's perspective. I believe God's doing something right now, young and old. So when I say generation, I'm not talking about an age category. I'm talking about a generation. God's doing something in this generation. And he's awakening hearts to believe that we are born for such a time as this. Every one of us are significant. Every one of us are valuable. Every one of us have purpose. There's not a person on planet Earth that doesn't have value. I'm going to show another video in just a moment. And then we're going to pray just a bit. I believe the Lord wants to mark people with his Holy Spirit and with his fire. Some of you this morning, for the very first time, you will feel the fire of God come upon you. There's, I know that there's people that are going to get healed this morning, but I felt by the Spirit that God wants to commission people. He wants to commission people. You know, my father is 74 years old. 
And my father has not always been bold, but my father himself took the 365 gospel challenge. And he himself has made a commitment to share the gospel every day. Sometimes it's, uh, it's him calling someone, maybe someone that he knows that's not saved. Or maybe it's another time of just asking someone a question. Had a conversation with him recently. He says, Chris, is it okay to call someone that I don't even know? Just like call a number and, uh, and just tell them about Jesus. I said, Dad, if you want to do that, that's great. Go for it. <laughs> and so God's going to give you your own ability, your own style of communicating the gospel. Let's show that video really quick, and then we'll go to the music. Don't be afraid. The light inside of you is greater than the darkness around. Father, I'm asking right now for the fire of God to begin to burn in their hearts, Lord. God, I see a generation with fire in their eyes, the purity in the bride. God, I see something burning in these young ones. God, I see a young generation that is on the rise, Lord, that have no compromise inside of their heart and their life. They're saying, God, my life, Lord, for the gospel. When we only have one life to live, we live in such a way that our life makes sense in the light of eternity. Let's rally around the cross of Jesus Christ. And as we bow our knee, may our prayer be my life for the gospel. Acts chapter 4, verse 29, it says this, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word while you stretch out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders will be done to the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out and spoke the word of God with boldness. I believe that there is a release of boldness here this morning. I believe that God wants to impact the young. I believe that God wants to impact the old. God's not looking for an age group category. He's looking for a heart that will say yes and amen to the will of the Lord. And we know that his will is to to seek and save the lost. His will is that none perish. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And I believe that God is here this morning and he wants to empower the body of Christ. He's equipping the body of Christ for the work of ministry. And he's igniting hope in individuals right now. He's igniting faith right now. And if you're here this morning, first of all, before we invite people up to be respond, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, maybe you're here and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe someone invited you in here today to know Jesus, but you don't personally know Jesus, I want to tell you, it's very simple for you to start your relationship with Jesus Christ. All you need to do is surrender. You say, well, how do I surrender? How do I surrender my life to Jesus Christ? It's called a repentance. If you're going this way and you're living for yourself, you're in charge and you suddenly realize that he is knocking on your heart. What you do is you repent. He's going this way and you say, Jesus, I repent of my 
my sins. I turn from myself. I turn from following myself. I'm no longer in charge. I want you to be in charge of my life. I repent of my sins because you only have the power to forgive me of my sins and I want to follow you. So you do this. You repent and you follow him and he becomes Lord. He's not a Facebook friend. He's not an individual that you check in with here and there. He's Lord of your life. And if you want to make a commitment to have Jesus Lord of your life this morning, you say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I need forgiveness of sins. I don't want to die in my sins. I want to live for you. I want to know you. I want to follow you. I want to represent you. Boldly stand to your feet right now. You say, I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. The Bible talks about being born again. What does that mean? That means to have a new heart, a new relationship with Jesus Christ. It means to be forgiven of all your sins, not just some sins, all your sins. The Bible says that over 2,000 years ago, this man named Jesus Christ hung on a bloody cross, and as he laid there on that bloody cross, he looked into the future, into this present moment, into this present hour, and he prophesied over your soul, and he says, I love you, 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 you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. You say, well, you don't understand, Chris, what I've done. You don't understand the sins that I've committed. Here's one person that does understand, and his name is Jesus Christ. He stood in the gap for you. He took all the punishment, all the sin on the cross, and he says, I am taking it for you. All you need to do is receive in faith what he's done for you. Don't delay. Don't delay. If you're here this morning, and you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You feel fire happening in your heart and you, and you don't understand what's happening. You might have come to church so many times. You may have been raised in church, but you've never made a personal commitment to Jesus. My friends, this morning, let the fire of God come in your heart. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit come and reveal Jesus to you. The Holy Spirit's the greatest evangelist. If you're here this morning and you say, I want to be forgiven of my sins. I don't want to leave this place without knowing that I'm born again, that I'm right with God. Stand to your feet right now and we're going to pray. You've never made a commitment. Praise God. Is there anyone else who said, I've never made a commitment to Christ to follow him, but I want to. Young man, if I flew all the way from America for one person, one soul, it's worth it in eternity. This morning, Jesus is going to become so real to you, and the fire of God's going to come upon you. Together, let's pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are Lord. I repent of my sins. Everything that I've done, knowing and unknowing, I have put my faith in your blood. I believe your blood has the power to break the curse. Sin, you don't control me anymore. Today, I establish a covenant, a new covenant through the power of Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed for me. 
I receive you as my Savior, my healer, and my deliverer. And I renounce any other spirit that I've invited in my life from my past. And I command them to leave me right now. Holy Spirit, come fill me. Empower me. May I be everything you've created me to be. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm your child. I'm born again. This young man, raise your hands to the Lord. I'm going to pray for you, and the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. It's going to give you a heavenly language. Your mind won't understand what's happening. The Spirit of God will come upon you. Just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Anyone else that have never received your prayer language, like it talks about in Acts chapter 2, but you want that, stand to your feet right now. If you'd like to receive your prayer language, like it talks about in Acts chapter 2, where the, where the disciples were gathered together and suddenly wind and fire came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in another tongue. If you like that, just quickly stand to your feet. Just raise your hands to the Lord. More Holy Spirit. Fill them right now. Fill them right now. Everyone that's standing right now, fill them right now. Fill them right now with the Holy Spirit and fire. Fill them right now with the Holy Spirit and fire. Winds, waves of fire, God. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, 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 fire. More, 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 more. Fire, 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 fire. Begin to pray in another language that God's giving you right now. Holy Spirit is filling people right now. Many of them are receiving their spiritual language right now. Uh, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. I want to invite everyone to stand to their feet right now. If you're here this morning and you say, I want to make a commitment to share my faith every single day. Well, you're not relying on your personality, your own strengths, your own talents, but you're relying on the person, Jesus, that lives inside of you. And you're saying, I want to put my faith in the person. I'm not putting my faith in a gifting. I'm not putting my faith in a personality. I want to put my faith in the person. The person. Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Someone's shoulders being healed right now. If you have pain in your shoulder and all the pain just left your body right now, just go ahead and wave your hand right now. If you felt pain in your shoulder and it just left you, just go ahead and raise your hand right now. Father, thank you, God. Father of fire, fire of fire, fire of the fire, fire of fire, fire of fire. There's somebody here right now in your abdomen. In the last two and a half months, you've been having pain in your abdomen. Who is that right now? And you've been having pain in your abdomen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, all of it leaves her right now in Jesus' name. Someone's wrist, uh, you've been having pain in your wrist, in your right wrist. The Lord's healing you right now. Wave your hand if that's you. Wave it and move it around right now. The Lord's healing you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, there's someone here, you've been blind in your right eye. You've been having a hard time seeing in your right eye. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Let the power of the Lord Jesus Christ come upon you. Open up those eyes in Jesus' name. Mighty miracle signs and wonders, power of God, flow right now in Jesus' name. Someone's right ankle is being healed right now. You've been having a problem in your right ankle. Who is that? Wave your hand right now. You've been having problems in your right ankle. Your right ankle. Who's that right now? Right ankle. The Lord's healing someone's right ankle right now. Healing presence of God. More God. More God. More God. More God. More God. More God. Power. 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 Holy Spirit. Fire. 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 The Holy Spirit's on this young lady right now. Fire of God. 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 More 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 God. Holy Spirit. More. Fire. 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 God is going to touch people this morning. There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire that is happening this morning. God wants to touch you this morning. If you need a touch from God in just a moment, we're going to invite people to come up here. But before we do that, I want to challenge you today to take the 365 Gospel Challenge and to be able to say in your heart, I am taking the challenge. Practically, this is what you can do. You can go on social media nominate three other people and say I challenge you to share the gospel every single day and then hashtag it 365 gospel challenge we recently been seeing people take the challenge and they're nominating other people the challenge as well Spirit of the Lord, more fire, 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 fire. If you want to touch from God this morning, you feel like God is uh, touching down on your heart, and you want to be full and filled with the Holy Spirit to go share the love of God, then be able to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, knowing that He wants to use you in power. I want to encourage you to make your way up here right now. And don't wait for anyone to lay hands upon you, because I believe the fire of God is here tonight. He wants to touch your life. Young and old, if you want God to touch your life, it's not based on a personality. This has everything to do with the heart. If you're saying, God, use me. Use me, Lord Jesus. Use me. Use me. I want to be used by you, God. Touch my life. Spirit of the Lord, more. More fire, 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 fire. Don't, don't wait for anyone to lay hands upon you. The fire of God touched you tonight. More Holy Spirit, 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 fire, 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 all over this place, Lord, all over this place this morning, God. Lord, send a revival, oh God, through this place, Lord. Lay a mighty revival, Lord Jesus. Spirit of God, more God, fire, 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 fire. If we could have some catchers up here, if we could have some individuals that could just help catch as well. Holy Spirit, more fire, 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 fire. More God, 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 fire, fire.
fire, 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 fire. As the music is played in the background, just let the Holy Spirit just come upon you right now. Just say, ask Him to touch your life in a powerful way. wave of boldness coming just take hold of that i feel like what chris said about being in the upper room and his boldness being our poor that god is busy doing that he's breaking through fear he's breaking through intimidation he's breaking through the lies just receive a fresh anointing of boldness beyond yourself outside of yourself prayed for and you want to touch just move to the front anyone has been prayed for just move to the front receive that impartation
standing there just keep receiving more there's an increase of his anointing growing in this place there's an anointing a boldness there's a grace coming on your life that you haven't had before to pray in tongues and stir up more of that faith. The Bible says when you pray in tongues, you stir up your most holy faith. Just let that stir up faith in you as we pray. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, Lord. Fire from heaven, boldness, grace, strength, prophetic wisdom. Supernatural miracles. Release Lord. Shogarabatasataka. Words of knowledge. I feel like the Lord's releasing a grace to have words of knowledge over people. God's just going to show you what people are going through. Be able to speak that. I'm going to ask Chris to just pray over us as a church as we close and just release that over us as a church, not just individuals. Yeah, just put your hand on your heart, everyone. Just say, my heart is open. God, use me. Give me your boldness. Church God. Touch, 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 fire, 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 fire in the hearts, God. Fire in the hearts, God, fire, God, fire, fire, God, fire, God. Touch, 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 touch. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, God, for the activators that will come through the church. The equippers that will come to the church, equipping people. Thank you, God, for a wave of power evangelism, God. Wave of power evangelism, prophetic power evangelism, Lord. More, God. These two missionaries, quickly stand to your feet. Just hold your hands out to the Lord. 
Spirit of the Lord, I pray right now for the great refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Come, 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 come. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, 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 fire. I feel the Lord saying he's giving you a new assignment. You're going to be sent out like an arrow. That God's going to do something new in your life. He's going to do it quickly and suddenly in your life. And so, Father, I thank you, God, for the new season, God, the new day, the new hour that's upon them right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for the new marching orders, God, that's coming on their life, God. Lord, we ask that you bless them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for Chris. He's about to fly straight from here to Cape Town. I mean, this man just no rest for the righteous, but there's a grace and an anointing God floods him with. And we release it, Lord, as he's poured himself out, as he's been traveling for so long in the midst of his body, that we release right now an incredible grace and refreshing, quickening strength. And we declare right now that there will be even an increased anointing upon him. That as he goes to Cape Town, increased anointing, increased refreshing, increase of the prophetic. Father, we bless this new season of his life. We see stadiums filled, not just across America, but across the world. We see stadiums filled with young people who are going to change the course of history through his life and his ministry and those that you attract around him we pray for him his wife his beautiful daughter we just declare right now grace around them increase of your anointing increased faith increased miracles increased financial provision increased people to surround them from all corners of the world for what you've called them to do and father more fire more power more miracles in jesus name we bless this man as he's poured out to us. Increase and pour out into him. <laughs>